Oh, gosh darn it. I'm drunk. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Matt Berry of Very Tight Recordings, episode 100. What a doozy. If you are one of those people, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today on the show, we have my friend Nate. Nate from the band Spacefish. And for those of you who don't know Nate or his band Spacefish, you're in for a fucking treat because his band is weird as shit and Nate is cool as fuck. So what else can I really say? Spacefish are super, super fun. I played with them back in August at Cativo with my friends in Turtle Island from Ohio. And it was a really cool show. Space Fish is a cool band. And they have a good story. They have an album coming out. Uh, actually, I believe the album is out. Yes, Earth Jokes is available. You can listen to it on the Spotify's and probably the band camps and the internets elsewheres. But if you are in Pittsburgh, they are having an album release show this Saturday which would be October 15th. It's going to be at Delaney's Coffee in the South Side. Come by and check it out. The John Tremaine Show and Pop Thief are also playing. Tickets are available at redfishbowl.com. Shoutouts to Chris from Redfishbowl, previous guest of the show. Good dude. And yeah, I don't want to say too much else because... As I previously stated, I am fairly drunk right now. And uh, yeah, this is my conversation with Nate from the band Space Fish. It's 12.50 in the morning, almost 1 a.m. And I don't really want to yell right now, but sit back, relax, and let's... Start the motherfucking beat. I could make you a little, I give you a little, make you a little more juicy. Okay. I could go for some juice. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So you have entered the time-honored tradition of my podcast in the sense of we should have started recording probably like 10 minutes ago when you got here. So we had, yeah. some, good, we had some good topics that we yeah. have been good jumping points, but now we're starting <laughs> after all of that. Yeah, now it's just going to be and awkward the rest the, of the time. Yeah, what the fuck are we supposed to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we just talked about everything good. Yeah, the entire past 10 minutes, everyone's going <laughs> to 
Well, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. You guys missed out. You should have been here. Yeah, you should just hang out with us. Yeah. Open party. Open invitation to the podcast. Yeah, stop listening to my podcast and text me if you have my number. <laughs> if you don't, it's uh, 412-538-8368. You can just... Send, uh, send me a text. Yeah, we'll you can just out. hit me up on... Uh, on uh, email is good. Gmail is good. Um, I don't really like giving out too much personal information. All right. <laughs> well, let's let's see how personal we could get on this podcast. Yeah, let's get real deep. So you are here because you are a artist. You're a stinking artist, Dirty. slimy musician, and creative such a person. Yeah, I'm super stinky. Um, I have long hair. <laughs> I wear clothes that sometimes I make myself. Um, yeah, I am. Um, so yeah, I'm in a band called Spacefish. Um, with that, we're releasing a new album. It's very, very, very exciting. Um, and we're kind of releasing a short film and a music video as well. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of stuff with this album, I'm seeing. We've been building up ammo for like a year now. So okay. we're ready to blast everyone in the face. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Was that kind of the plan going into this? Like, uh, we're gonna, we want to do this album. Obviously, we're a band, but we also want to release this with a video and a movie. Like, or did this, that kind of unfold over Everything time? kind of unfolded. And I think it's kind of prepared us for the next project to like get our stuff together beforehand. But this, everything was kind of spur of the moment, um, at least with the resources that we had. Sure. Um, obviously, like the music video, like one of the music videos, we basically built a civilization of weirdo boxhead humanoid people. Yeah, I, I, I we saw call them little just saw um, a little saw a little something something about that. Yeah. Um, oh, they have a name. Yeah, we call them Wooges. Okay. Um, Is that like? Are they written into the songs by any chance? Is there like a aren't. mythology? Um, no, they aren't. But there is a mythology. Um, I don't. It'll be on our website. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, um, so like obviously all that stuff took planning and preparation for that. Um, there was probably at least three months of planning before we even decided to shoot or anything. Did Actually, any, it might have been six months. I don't even know. Do any of you have any film background? I have provided myself with a film background through these experiences. <laughs> um, no, but we work with um, we work with this dude called Forrest Koss. Okay. That's what they call him in the streets. Um, he went to school for all that stuff, um, ended up finding us through a mutual friend, dug our sound, dug what we were doing. Um, he shot a music video for us. That was really the first time we had met. Um, and that was two years ago. Cool. So yeah, we've been, we've turned into best friends, honestly. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he does superb work. Um, very close to my heart. Yeah, no, I think that's one of like the really most important thing in music and being an artist is to oh, network yeah. and community. make new friends yeah. and then collaborate mm -hmm. and everybody get get a bunch of people that are good at stuff and then put it all together yeah utilize it yeah and that's what's been happening continually um yeah we're extremely blessed for the, all the opportunities we've been given um especially um well, yeah <laughs> so we'll we just met about a month ago i would say maybe yeah. roughly and uh at the time you know i had only I think I'd heard of you through some just like, you know, I see a name on a flyer, a name like Spacefish stands out. I'm oh, like, nice. What the fuck is this? That's good to hear. And uh, it's weird. 
You have a weird band. And I mean That's what that, everyone says, and I don't I, get it. <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. I don't think that it's... I mean, I listen to some weird shit. But it's like it's very... Uh, I know I used this word earlier, but genuine. You know, I feel like... Yeah. Thank you. You're, you and your two friends that are in your band. Yeah, Bub and Alexa. They, you have this very specific vision and you're very unforgiving with, uh, <laughs> with delivering it. Yeah. You know, I was watching you perform and it was one of the situations where like you're watching somebody perform and hearing the music for the first time. Yeah. And it's just like the f- immediate vibe that I get is that they don't give a fuck. They're going to do whatever they want. And yeah. The crowd just has to reckon with it. <laughs> and it's not even that it's not accessible because it is, it's reasonably accessible music, but there are these just weird divots of things that you wouldn't expect. That's very, um, you know, that's very good to hear. Because uh, that's what we're trying to do. I think, um, I think Bub and Alexa would definitely agree with you in saying that, um, we have a stubborn vision. <laughs> no, I think that and I, I really, really appreciate that. Just being someone with a stubborn vision as well. Yeah. You know, I have never, you know, whatever you want to do as a musician is your business. You know, if you want to be in a band that sounds like a band that you really like, you know, like, oh, I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, and I want to be in a band that sounds 120% like Red Hot Chili Peppers. If that's genuinely what you want to do, good for you. Yeah. But it's always interesting to me to see somebody, especially on like a local level, like in my peer group, that's yeah, doing yeah, shit that's just so off the wall. Because it's a little bit more rare to find that in a local scene. You know, it seems like. Uh, a lot of the time in a local scene, you're seeing a lot of bands that are starting out. And when you're starting out, uh, it's a little bit more natural to emulate the kind of music that you want to do. And it takes some time to kind of evolve into finding your own sound and finding yourself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, you just told me that, you know, you shot a music video a couple years ago. So Space Fish has obviously been a band for a lot longer than I'm even aware of, right? Yeah, yeah. How long has the band been together? Um, it's going on, I would say it's going on three years, but I'm horrible with time um, and any unit of measurement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going on, I would say, three years. Um, yeah, it was this stupid little startup thing. Um, it ended up being a weird swap of transition in my life. Um to where I had like just gotten sort of like left out from going to college and things. Um, I had a weird situation where basically my financial aid was completely kaput. Um, and at the same time, I was like, hey, I'm writing some songs. Um, Bub and I have been longtime friends. Um, we went to high school together. And then he ended up getting all this recording equipment. I was like, well, let's use it, obviously. Um, and I was making a couple demos just like with my MacBook and the microphone that's like in the MacBook. Yeah. Sounded horrible, but amped it up, took it, and then kind of just, I mean, we did nothing right at first. <laughs> I think that's why we're starting to do things right now. Um, but yeah, we just kind of released an album and we're just like, maybe people will listen. And um, it turned it in, it turned into, I don't know, it was 
really, really well received at first by people that we didn't expect for it to be well received. Um, and then at the same time I got sort of dropped from college, we had this weird opportunity to play Mr. Smalls. And we had seen bands before there, and I'm like, how did we get this? Um, but then the headliner ended up dropping out. It was a local act, and they dropped out, and so they pushed us to headliner. For whatever, whoever was in charge was insane. We had no local draw or whatever. At this time, we were still living two hours away. Like, we weren't. <laughs> we, lived, we grew up in out, like Altoona, um, Bedford area. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So then next thing we know, we're, like, headlining at Smalls, and that was sort of, like, very um, gratifying to us just because, you know, like, who gets that opportunity right off the bat? Um, so it was kind of like a good Kickstarter for us to just push forward and be like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do, you know? Um, we're all very much like, universe, tell us what to do. <laughs> um, so we kind of follow our gut a lot, and um, that was definitely like a good, a good hiccup for sure. Yeah. So outside of Space Fish, how long have you been writing music? Um... It's weird. I just found an old recording device that I had. And I had a keyboard apparently in my room at some point. <laughs> um, and I was writing all these weird little raps um, about silly, silly things. Um, so I guess then, but those aren't real songs. Those aren't. But you, it, you still had that, like, that yeah, bug was, in you to create. Yeah, there was definitely the creative drive. I think I've, like, that's just something I've always been like looking for an outlet, I guess. Um, but real songs, like real things that I would solidify um as like a concrete item um i don't think that started until maybe a year before we started recording okay um and a lot of those songs ended up being on the final cut of our first album um it was yeah it was interesting for sure yeah so where do you draw like creative inspiration from because it seems like to me it's a very very like broad uh yeah. dense atmosphere of uh things that you pick from you know i had um i had a really awesome professor in college that i connected extremely well with um i was going to college for creative writing so i was already like a storyteller like trying to do i wrote fiction a lot and some poetry but mostly fiction um and he was always inter introducing me to uh, a bunch of crazy crazy books where i would i never knew like the influential power of writing and before then um so a lot of my stuff comes from books essentially or at least like um the things that the books contain some of the books i love are like um another roadside attraction by tom robbins lewis norton who is a writer that really hasn't gotten that much attention um unfortunately he passed away before he could ever get too much attention but um, a lot of his stuff is dark, and I love it. There's, like, kids with, like, water in their head. And um, it's just a very, very weird parallel universe. And I love that idea of a parallel universe, which is sort of what I think I create with some of my characters in the songs. Sure. Um, this weird, disoriented reality where, you know, some at some point in history, the timeline went a different direction. And that grew up to be the characters that I've created, I guess. The... Uh I do notice a darker side to Space Fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in the video work that I've seen. <laughs> uh, and it, it was, it, it, 
you know, it's it's super interesting to me because, you know, a lot of the music is like it's upbeat and has this good groove. And then there's times where it gets like heavy, yeah, like inappropriately heavy <laughs> for what? Like, just not but, for your mom. But it's so it's super, super cool. So like where? Why? I don't know. I don't know how to is it. I don't know. Just like, why do you, or why does Space Fish as a band decide to go so all over this like that? Or is it just something that you don't really even think about? Just kind of, this is whatever feels right. And just kind of, there's no rules to this, yeah, I the would songwriting? Say, I would say no rules is good. Um, is a good way to put it. At least with the music. With the, with the words themselves, like they're, they're supposed to be influential to, like that's their goal is to you know, change the way that you think, or at least like be that brick in the side of your head that like hits you and like, ooh, you fall off your stool a little bit. Sure. Um, but the music, I think it just comes from us, you know, doing that searching, trying to find the other weirdos in the world and like <laughs> trying to see, you know, just um, in a way it's trying to like emulate them. Um, but yeah, all the dark stuff, um, all like the heavy, like sometimes, you know, we'll be doing something poppy and then I'll just, like phase out and get into crazy bass lines and whatnot. Um, I think a lot of that comes from, at least my end of it, um, a lot of that comes from just loving Black Sabbath as a kid. Okay. Um, and then somehow like that just grew up with me. Like Black Sabbath is really the only thing that grew up with me, I guess. <laughs> um, and that has been brought into my music. So yeah. It's very, very, um, the creative process is a very, very wonderful and deathly thing. Yeah. So with the band, do you do any music outside of the band? You just diddle around it all or you kind of like focus all of your creative efforts on Space Fish? At first, it was all of my efforts on Space Fish, you know, building something, building a foundation um, that we can start building, you know, the bricks on. Uh-huh. Um, but recently... I've started, so we just moved out to Pittsburgh maybe three months ago. We've been playing in the city for about two years. Yeah. Um, but we like permanently moved here, and it's wonderful. Love the city. Um, but we have, we have, over the two years, we've acquired like better recording equipment, things like we can multi-track drums, we can do all that kind of stuff. So we started inviting a couple um, people from both like our hometown and local artists to come in, you know, record a song, essentially... Space Fish um, acts as like a producer on the song, sort of like we throw our two cents in. Um, and obviously, like we let the artists do what they want to do. Yeah. But we show them what we can do also. Um, one artist that we just recorded recently, Chance Bartleby, um, who is, I don't think he ever plans to do anything with the music, which is kind of beautiful. Um, he's, it's, he's a real artist, like... We're out here selling ourselves, but he's a real artist. He's just like, I got to get something off my chest. Um, but yeah, we did some recording stuff with him. He came out for two days. Um, we recorded six songs. It's very similar to Modest Mouse. Um, but yeah, we're always looking for people to sort of collaborate with and do things. We, I mean, I think I would like to be one of the driving forces in the Pittsburgh music scene, to, you know, to get people together and to get this thing to evolve finally. Because I feel like Pittsburgh in general is a growing, it's starting to grow. Um, and I think the music scene should be there with it. Oh yeah, it's huge. There's 
a lot of people doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's very diverse. But too. a lot of people have an issue with taking the time to meet other people or mm-hmm. taking time away from themselves. Yeah. You know, and you know, th- I can't tell you how many times I'm like, why the fuck am I still doing this podcast? Yeah. Like, it's like I am up to my neck in like other projects I should be no, working man, you on. Do a lot. But why do I do this still? And it's like, well, because I want to. And I yeah. like meeting new people. And this is my way of networking and being a bigger part of the community outside of myself. Yeah. And it's always, always like good to barter things too with other artists because we all have different resources. Um, and I mean, that's how the community grows. Without that, it would be nothing, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've tried several different times to like put together different sort of uh networking hubs for artists and uh it always seems that you know a lot of people aren't willing to uh take advantage of those resources that's very true uh and i don't know why but i guess those are just the people that aren't in it for real yeah i mean a lot of people just do this stuff as like a side project or like side project from real life um where they still do their regular jobs and like that's their main focus which is totally okay um so maybe yeah maybe we maybe we're just missing more dedicated people i don't know i don't know if it's that i don't know over the years i've started i've found more and more dedicated people but it took a really long fucking time yeah and also, I think being able to weed out people that maybe aren't so genuine a little quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you kind of get, I mean, with us, like, you know, trying to break into a new city and everything, um, that was definitely like, we just grabbed every opportunity we could get, um, shook hands with anyone we could yeah. because we wanted to try to do something cool. And um, you definitely will, like, it's kind of like a, experience thing i guess you learn to like weed out people based on their actions rather than like than things like that uh-huh. especially with like social media and things like you can find out so much about anyone. <laughs> not saying like i'm like stalking people on their facebooks <laughs> or anything but like your band page if you're not interacting with it then i know that you're not serious about this yeah there's uh so space fish is your first band your yeah. first serious music project. Yeah. So this is like the first time with you uh, promoting music online mm-hmm. through social media was only three years ago. That's yeah. what you're telling me. And that's just like, that blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> because like, you know, I talked so? Because like whenever I started doing music, you know, it was way before like social media in general I gotcha. a thing and it was just like i can't even imagine what it would be like i'm going to start a band and already knowing like you have these resources at hand yeah i don't know i guess i can kind of imagine it now cuz i've started new projects since social media it's just interesting i don't know i can't i can't break down it's a very weird game especially now with like ads and like facebook ads instagram ads things like that Mm -hmm. um it's very very much a game and it's basically just learning those rules i guess which we did we didn't learn those rules until the past year um 
you know, we kind of, I think we went into it with like this mentality, like, oh, if the music's good, people will just like come to it and it's no problem. We don't have to sell tickets to a show. We don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Um, but no, it's very, very different. You, ha it's, you have to create an experience rather than, um, you know, just something that you can stream. Yeah. I mean, it's like the music has to be good, but it is really, it's lower on the totem pole of importance than yeah, it's you would weird. think. Yeah. It's like, a, what's, a, what's a good analogy for this? It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's like you're at a, at a restaurant. <laughs> okay. You know? And the, uh, it's like the food at a restaurant. Okay. You know, like. Okay, yeah, no, I like totally get that. Some people will be like, eh, like the food's okay. But if the description but of like, the food isn't good. But like they have a great bar and it looks awesome and it's a good place to hang out and there's yeah. this and that. And it's like, well, you know. How's the food? It was all right. Yeah. And the but people will still go to that fucking restaurant. It's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden's everywhere. The food's mediocre. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, even like it goes down to like the menu presentation and things like that. Like, sure. There you go. You have to, it has to be legible. It has to be easy, ex easily accessible. Um, and all that stuff. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is for is to just have patience whenever you're starting stuff up like that it will never just be like instantaneous what i'm coming to terms with recently and maybe you might be able to relate to this um as an artist and wanting to present your work you know you want to be creative you want to be unique you need to be it has to stand out but at the same time i'm finding that if you're too unique or you're too creative or too challenging it confuses people yes and they kind of like what what is this they miss the point yeah. so you need to like find this way to be like dumb simple hey this is my product a b c d e f g like just lay it out while at the same time not like compromising your yeah, artistic absolutely. integrity it's like sometimes i have these ideas for things for a video or for uh even something as simple as a song or a show flyer that I think is like anything. I think it's like real clever, you know? Yeah. And I, you put all this work into it and then you realize you're just kind of missing the mark because you're giving people too much information at once and they don't want to process it. You know, mm -hmm. the majority of people that are accessing information in through, you know, a Facebook feed or an Instagram feed, Twitter, whatever, you know, you're battling the other two three thousand pages and friends that they have on their feed and they're just scrolling you know yeah so absolutely. if you don't have something that stands out and they can't latch on to in like a second or two mm -hmm. then the whole point's gonna get it's gone yeah. but it's like uh, it makes it really hard for somebody that makes uh music or a video like an uh any type of uh medium that you need like a few minutes to digest and really take in because a lot of people don't want to give that time you unless know, it's I, like cats or like dogs or like um fluffy animals but even that's like those are like <laughs> short videos you know that's yeah. why i kind of envy a lot of my uh artist friends or photographer friends and things like that because it's you know they produce this work that a general person can anyone can look at they it. can they can look at it they mm -hmm. can digest it and take it in in a few seconds mm -hmm. if they really wanted to and they get it 
got the point done. But for like a song, it's like I have a song that's four minutes long. Getting somebody to sit down and listen to that song start to finish. Yeah. And really take it in is surprisingly you're asking for a whole fucking lot. Yeah. I think support base has to to do a lot of that. I like improving that, I think. Um I mean everything's more important whenever a friend recommends it to you. Sure. Um so if you can get people to, you know, talk about it or like it's, oh yeah. Yeah, like I mean, like you said, like we have weird stage presence and stuff. We kind of just like bullheaded and you can take us how you want to or whatever. Um but there are people that dig that a lot. And they say, Hey, you gotta come, you know, check out this show or like listen to this song. Um also if you want to do that, what you should do, if you want to get your music out to people, this is for everyone at home. You pay Uber drivers to play your music while they're in their Uber car. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> is there a story behind this or is that just no. an idea? <laughs> Actually, um, we do have a friend that's an Uber driver and apparently he does do that um, to local bands. So he's like a super cool martyr um, for, all the, <laughs> for all the awesome bands in town. <laughs> I got to get a hold of that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just 50 bucks under the table. <laughs> so with Space Fish and playing live, that was you just kind of mentioned like weird stage presence. Yeah. You freak out a little bit. Yeah. I've seen it. I've had people Saw tell you me freaking some, out. People tell me some weird things after shows and it's pretty refreshing. Do you kind of uh I whenever I play shows a lot of the time, uh, I won't remember what happened after the performance. It yeah. depends on the performance. Some some are a little bit wilder than others. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. What was this like? Anything that you was this kind of like an evolution with you as a performer, or just kind of like once you started playing out, it was just like I'm just gonna kind of do whatever, like from the gate. Um, it's definitely gotten more intense over the years. Like. You know, more walking around. Um, in the past year, I've fallen on my back way more times than I have in previous like previous years. Um, but I can still like whenever before we even recorded anything, Bub and I would be playing down in his basement, and it would just be the two of us, and we'd still be like Freaking thrashing out. around, like sure. getting up on couches and stuff. Like it was, it was fun. It was a good. It was an extremely good outlet. Um, yeah, that would have been cool to record something back then. Like, record a video of it. <laughs> we would have looked a lot younger. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it was something that we sort of... We definitely build up on it. Um, but the obviously, like, the spark was there at the beginning. So you just kind of had this fire under your butt to begin with. Just, like, create and perform and just be... It's very, Just very therapeutic let, for let me Let loose personally. some energy. Yeah. Um, I'm a very wired person, I guess. I'm sort of like absorbing everything as much as I can. I like to learn a lot. Yeah. Um, so anything I can really like feast my eyes on, I love to do it. You seem like so calm and very like just... Oh, this is this is all just a facade. Yeah. Um, no, I can. I'll hook up a live stream after this uh, to what I look like at house at my house whenever I'm just walking around talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. 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 Sorry, I was having weird flashbacks. To what? Um, to walking around my house earlier today. <laughs> I have like a. <laughs> I took a tabletop. 
well, yeah, off of a table bottom. <laughs> and um, it's sort of like a weird little zen area. But I just, I never use the table. I just walk around it constantly. Okay. Um, so that's what I was just flashing back to. I was walking around it earlier today. What, what's that for? It's meant to have meetings. There's some whiteboards and stuff around um, with the people that we do the film stuff with. And, oh, okay. Um, just band meetings in general. I mean, I set it up as a meeting spot, but like meetings obviously happen sporadically sometimes and like, or we'll just be like, I'm coming to your house today. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of like mood lighting and things like mm -hmm. that um, to try to like increase productivity or at least like to get everyone comfortable. Um, it's a great like introduction spot, I guess, for especially like whenever we like work with new people. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a nice little, a nice little soiree spot. Um, we have like the whole top floor of our house, so it's right in the middle of there. Nice. Yeah, got some nice little Asian cushions for everyone to sit, sit their butt on. Got some a teapot. <laughs> so you have band meetings. Yeah, um, that's awesome. We definitely. I mean, I'm sure you've read articles before where it says like treat your band, treat your product like a business. Um, we definitely do that. We try not to do it crazy amounts but to where like there's like bosses and things like that um but we definitely we definitely treat it like a business we try to make it as accessible as possible and make our products really really good mm -hmm. um so I, people I find, get involved yeah no i think that stuff is i honestly think that that's fun uh for a yeah. while all of that aspect of it really intimidated me and then there was also kind of like the younger DIY punk in me that was like, fuck all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but as I've gotten I'm the older, same exact way. <laughs> as I've gotten older, though, it's like you know what? Like, I still do. This is still me. I'm doing all this stuff myself, and there's no reason why I should feel ashamed that I can make a little bit of money off of something that yeah. I'm doing. No, absolutely. You know, if I'm creating art, I'm designing uh, like a T-shirt. You know, I print all my own merch and I, if I'm doing this stuff and it's like, okay, sure. You know, this t-shirt might've only cost me four bucks to make, but I learned the skills to do this myself and I designed it myself and it's my thing. I could sell it for 15 bucks. Why do I have to feel? Yeah, absolutely. About 15 bucks is a very reasonable price for all the work that you have to put into some of that stuff. Yeah. Do you find uh, a lot of people like, I don't know what you charge for your merchandise or things like that, but uh, do you have a hard time reaching out to friends or fans with like merchandise prices? Do you find yourself ever having to explain like why something costs as much as it does? Um, not too much. I mean, we're always up until recently, we've really been like a band that just like gives out a lot of free stuff. Not so much like t-shirts and stuff. Cause like, obviously that would be a huge deficit in the profit margin. Mm -hmm. Um, but with CDs and such, like we do, so we order bulk CDs and we put them in our own cases um, and the artwork is already on the CD. We're not trying to like give an album like a booklet or anything. That, yeah. like, all that stuff is accessible online um, if somebody really wants it. So, I mean, no one's ever really questioned us why anything was a price or anything that. Or have you ever like questioned it within the band? We try to make things as cheap as possible. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, like our CDs are five bucks. Our shirts are anywhere between like 10 to 15, um, depending on like how new the design really. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we always have like free stickers. We're about to get pins and like new stickers and new clothes and all sorts of stuff made. Um, but like, obviously we, 
now we're to the point where we're growing, like we're growing pretty uh, dramatically, at least like within the past year, we've like doubled our social media presence. Things have been super great. Um, we've been getting bigger shows where we actually like get paid for our gigs. Um, before we did at least a year and a half of free shows. We still do free shows. Yeah. Um, you know how it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do try to give people as much as possible just to, I mean, it's sort of like a bribe, I guess, to like stick with us. Um, but yeah. Anything, was there another, I feel like I'm I, missing a part. Just, just uh, like, I think the overall point of what I was trying to make, and this is something else I've been thinking about a lot too, is like uh, how hard it is to get, we were talking about how hard it is to get people to just kind of interact or uh, be a part oh. of your music in general or your art, That's but then getting say, yeah. them to contribute financially to it Yeah, and how that can be difficult. I think it's like, I think I saw a lot more of it because I come from a background that was a lot more rooted in like hardcore and punk bands with a lot of like militant DIY ethics that are just incredibly counterproductive. But yeah, you know, when we, you're, when you're young, like younger, like you don't think it that much, you know, you're just trying to be cool. Like, yeah, you know, we, made these t-shirts and you know they cost us like six bucks to make but we're gonna sell them for five bucks <laughs> because like you know like nobody has money blah 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 blah. it's like yeah you don't have money because you're paying six dollars for t-shirts and selling them for five that's why nobody has fucking money in this goddamn scene we used to do the same exact thing whenever we first started like we had a sign um that we used for one of our music videos that said space dicks instead of space fish <laughs> Um, and we used to take that sign and put it up at our merch thing. And that had to have scared so many people off. It was just a poster board. Dicks was written in duct tape and with Sharpies and duct tape. And, um, on our merch, like we would be sitting next to other bands and they would have all this stuff, you know, t-shirts, posters, their buttons and pins and their CDs. And we would just have CDs, business cards scattered across our section of the table. Um, just like a sloppy mess. Yeah. It was a super big mess. Um, since then though, I will say that we have sort of made a presentation out of our oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you're one of the, the better merch presentations yeah, I've seen like, in a long time. We've set it up sort of like as a yard sale yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, we got like <laughs> weird little baby dolls that light up uh, that we've made. Some have squeakers in them. Um, so people can, you know, it's I guess it's just a good, uh, it's a good visual stimulation to at least come over and check it out. Yeah. And then if you're there, I mean, we got free stickers. You might as well take those. And then if you want to, you can buy a CD. Mm-hmm. It works out. It's definitely increased our merch sales um, tremendously. Tremendously. For sure. The other thing, too, is just uh, I've started to find that if you can come up with a good design, mm -hmm. people will buy it even if they don't fucking care that much yeah. about the band. That's a big thing with our T-shirts. Yeah, um, the T-shirts. Like, I made a, a North Face ripoff t-shirt that nice. just said the new violence instead of the North Face. Yeah, I saw that. That was, yeah, I really and, liked that. And like those things just flew for yeah. whatever reason. And I was like, cool. I'm not going to print them again. Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't, I like, this was funny to me for, this was fun. This was like 50 shirts funny. <laughs> I'm not making any more of these. There's no fucking way. Yeah, so you'll I, get sued any, if you do any more after that. <laughs> I don't. That, who gives a fuck? I have a. Uh, those are so those are those are pretty much gone. I'm not going to do them again. But then there's like a 
with Grey Walker, the metal band that I'm in, yeah. like our first shirt design that we have, we it's still like the biggest seller, and it's just like a nor it's just like a black and white shirt has like a little sinking ship on it in the logo. But we just fucking fly through them, and we have like it's awesome. I don't know why, but people just like that shirt, so we're just constantly printing them. Yeah, and we have all these other new designs, but people like that one, so it's like I don't know. Just have yeah. a, a cool shirt people will fuck with it yeah that's one of the that's that's our, um ours say like going to hell on the back of it and have like the devil with the jewel in its eye um it's kind of like biker-ish i guess yeah um but people have just bought the shirt just to buy the shirt um that we also had people say i would never buy that shirt um <laughs> <laughs> why would i ever why would i ever put that on my body um those are usually funny people to talk to we try to sell those people the most stuff. Sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Shirts. Shirts, uh, shoes, and socks. Ooh. Space fish shoes? Well, I wish. That would be, um, they would just be, <laughs> just be a wet sock. <laughs> I'm not going to actually, yeah, have a or little s- Nike swish on the side of it. You, you could, yeah, feel, I feel like. I'm wait I feel like uh you could do any band could easily do flip-flops like screen printed flip-flops like it'd be <laughs> awful but you could pro- somebody could do it. Yeah, no that's that seems very accessible. Anybody's that idea is free. Go take <laughs> it. So just let me know if you do it so I can laugh about it later. If anybody takes that idea. Yeah, say your address so people can send you this stuff, you know? I don't want to give that out. I already gave out my phone number. They could t- just text me. Just, te- just text me the flip flops. Yeah. Just text me a picture. I don't even need a pair. I'm not going to fucking wear them. Yeah. Outside of music, is there anything that you are into? Any hobbies or passions or. Uh, I like. Et um, I have been really falling in love with. Um, viewing things through a camera lately okay um i mean i think it's just been that was sort of the one thing that we were missing through all of space fish and then we finally got it and then i was like okay i want to buy a camera um forrest the guy i was mentioning earlier um who directed two of our music videos um one will one is well one's the short film that's gonna be coming out with this um he ended up selling me one of his old cameras so he could buy a nicer camera and um So yeah, I've been messing with that a lot. I've been constantly, right now, I would say, so <laughs> looking, at through thing, looking at things through a camera is my hobby, but I have separate hobbies of what I like to film through that. <laughs> okay. um, my niche right now is sort of putting on the end of a macro lens and filming bugs do things to each other um, or spiders in their webs and things like that. I love that stuff. Because um, you can see the detail of the insect that you normally can't see. Yeah. Um, I love that aspect of it. You can see things. or And you can control what other people see as well. It's kind of... I mean, any person that's listening that does film is going to be like, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, but it's a very, very beautiful thing. And I'm just experiencing it for the, like, for the first year and a half. Um, so, yeah, cut me a break, asshole. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, with that though, I don't know. Uh, lately, I haven't had time to do too much of this stuff, just because. I mean, you know how it is, like releasing an album, trying to get press, trying to get things like that, which Pittsburgh needs more of. We need more press. Yeah, I I've honestly, wholeheartedly given up 
on trying to get press for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found that that's one of the things that uh, at least like good, good, good press is just kind of the stuff that just kind of happens. Yeah. You just need to, to like, you need to have hope for the best that your friend shares stuff around and it catches on and it gets shared around and eventually comes across the path of somebody that genuinely wants to talk about yeah. it rather than like submitting stuff to uh, different internet blogs or things like that and getting them to write about it. But the other thing too, a band that isn't me, which is essentially a hip hop artist might have an easier time because yeah. there's a, like, I find myself in this weird, I'm really not trying to talk about myself too much, but no, I, I'm, I'm try super to interested access in this. this yeah. uh, try to relate to you on this where I fall in this weird middle ground where like with my last album that I put out, you know, this is a hip hop album, but it's a hip hop album that would be better viewed through the lenses of somebody with a more like eclectic taste in music. Okay. Because, you know, it's, I recorded it with a full band and, uh, the subject matter of stuff that I do is like leans more towards somebody that might be more interested in rock music or, indie music or weird electronic stuff you know yeah. it's just like it it hits this weird middle ground of a lot of things no so, listen to your stuff it's very diverse like you i've seen how you've sort of evolved it's pretty cool thank you yeah <laughs> that's why i'm interested yeah. so trying to but trying to introduce that to somebody that's a stranger that is a music reviewer or a blogger that uh mm-hmm gets, you know, a f- however many submissions a day and decides that they're going to, you know, write a review on what you send them based on like 30 seconds of one track. It's like, I'm not the artist that you can digest in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I try send, sending stuff to hip hop blogs and it's just kind of like, I feel like maybe, oh, this is like, isn't quite hip hop. Or I send it to like indie rock blogs or weird electronic you. blogs, and it's like, oh well, this is like a little bit more hip hop than something I would typically review, or that you know, it's yeah. like it's hard for me sometimes to get people to like lock in. Like, and 100%. I mean, the market that you're in is, I mean, all the music markets are super competitive, but um, with hip hop though, people can buy music. People can buy their music that they want to use in their songs. Oh yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like. That's why I respect people like you so much because I mean you do all the stuff in house, um, or you like you'll bring in a live band. Like your live performances are super awesome. I've watched the videos and stuff, and they're. I want to see the full band live. Um, obviously, we played a show together, and yeah, that was super cool. Um, but yeah, that's a very it's a very very weird competitive market. Um, I have a friend that also um, is into hip hop and is avidly produ- er, trying to produce new things for people to listen to and trying to get his word out there and things. But damn, it is. It's very, very competitive. That's yeah. I mean, again, that's another problem too with just being like, since I'm, you know, you being in essentially, we'll just say a rock band, you know, because yeah. it's it's obvious this is rock a rock. And roll. This is Brett a rock, Michaels. This is a rock band. You know, we have <laughs> we are you know guitars and bass, yeah, and drums and keyboards. Totally we're a band. Yeah. So we obviously write this music. I always me being like a rapper Mm -hmm. it's like i'm always like coming across this extra point where it's like yeah it's like okay i'm the rapper but i also write all this music too 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, that's like not always the case. And, you know, people are always coming up to me after shows like, so do you write your own stuff or what's going on? It's like, yeah. Yeah, like you just saw us play. Of course, we write this stuff. But then it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess there's sort of that view on hip hop where a lot of artists in that demographic of music aren't producing their own music. Yeah. And it's like I am. It's like I'm writing it and recording it and doing like everything. So yeah. Trying to like but trying to like let people know that without always being like, hey, what's up? My name is Sykes. Just so you know, I actually wrote these songs <laughs> and I recorded them and I produced them and it's me, me, me. I feel like that stuff should go without being said because I have a band. Yeah. But it's still like overlooked all the well, time. Well, I mean, hip hop itself is like leaked very much in the mainstream of things. And like any, most things in the mainstream, you know, people... People know that people write other people's songs. Um, they know that there's a... It says in the album credits, like, this dude did all the music for this song, or this group did all the music for this song, and then this person did the vocals. And then the song was written by this person. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are fairly aware of that. So, it is, I mean, we've had the same stuff asked to us. Like, oh, do you guys write all your stuff? And I'm like, who else would do it? <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's not... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's super weird... Um, I don't I'm trying to think of the right the right comparison. I don't know. We'll come back to it. Let's move tight. <laughs> uh well, you know, we can actually probably wrap up shortly enough. Where are we at? Ah, we're hitting like fifty minutes. Okay. So we're getting there. Oh but yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're one of those people that I'm gonna get to know more and more. Yeah. And, but like right now I'm just kinda like we're just we're just scratching the surface. Of, yeah, um, of what you are all about. We have a lot of stuff in the works that I can't even talk about. Um, oh, under like, Bub doesn't talk a lot, but like when he does, it's very violent. Um, <laughs> and he usually always has a gun, so he's out in my car right now waiting for me. <laughs> he's uh, he's bugged this whole room before you even woke up this morning. Um, so I can't talk about any of that stuff. But yeah, we have a lot of st- weird things in the works. Um, is there a release date for the album? Yeah, it actually comes out this Friday. Well, it'll it'll be out by the time people hear this. Yeah, so it comes out September twenty third. Um, you have a, a release p- show. Yeah, that's October fifteenth. That's gonna be super cool. At Delaney's. Um, yes, at Delaney's Coffee in Southside. We have three great bands: um, Pop Thief, The John Tremaine Show, and then us. Two great bands and then Space Fish. Um, but we're going to do a couple cool things with the show itself. We're going to have a projection lounge um, where you can go up, dance, and sort of see all these crazy things. Both are like both of the music videos. Like some you're, of the. You're going to do that on the second floor? Mm hmm. And then there'll be a lot of like trance things going on. It'll be a very uh, immersive environment. That's super cool. And then in the corner, um, we're going to have a recording booth um, set up where you can confess the bad things that you've done with your life. Um, we're going to send it in to get judged by somebody. Um, we're going to call awesome. it the repent booth, I think. Um, but yeah, there'll be a priest there. Um, you'll have to swear on something. That's A great. rock or a feather or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> a space fish CD. Yeah. Um, but we'll have some special guests showing up. Um, some of which you might recognize if you've seen any of our like street performance arts type of thing. Um, 
the box heads are real and they do walk the streets of Pittsburgh. Um, the Wooges, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do want to ask you something yeah, about yeah. the vi- I, I, Okay, so I saw a video. I think it was, uh, was it the creature? One, yeah, yeah. Uh, with like the guy and like the melty face is like running around. Yeah. All right. So when he's running around like in the streets, <laughs> did y'all just like film like random people with him running around and like no consent? Like those like genuine reactions from people like what the fuck is this or was it staged? It was half and half. Um we had probably about 20 people that we ran through or at least like 20 different instances where we got like a good there was like one in particular like it was like an old like an older lady and some other people yeah like she looked frightened (laughs) and i was like wait are they just running around just filming this without giving a fuck it was sunday morning um church had just let out (laughs) so that scene in particular was i was just like standing on the other end with the camera waved (laughs) waved waved forward and then he just sort of ran at every everything yeah. So that's like that's just real life, and you're just like fuck it. We're yeah. It in but, the video. But then you'll see um, a scene with a dude just sort of staring Wade down. Wade's the guy that was the creature in the mm-hmm. video. Um, you'll see somebody staring him down, and that was staged. Like the guy was like totally on board. He saw what happened. Oh, okay. So we kind of had like as we did it more around the church, people got more familiar with it, and we're like, "What's this all about?" And they were like, "Oh, you're playing music." It was a bunch of old people. They're like, "You're playing music and stuff. What kind of music do you play?" And we just said it was like blues. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's no like, no point in explaining anything. I'm just sure. like, yeah, it's like BB King, sort of. Um, but it was oddly well recepted. We did have people that didn't want anything to do with it, or that they were not impressed at all of what we were trying to do. <laughs> Got a lot of sny, um, sny looks. Not so much outside the church, but just in town in general. Um, that was back at our hometown, like around our hometown. Oh, that's where you filmed that? Yeah. Cool. Still didn't know anyone like in the streets or anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, we were at least comfortable with the area to be like, no one's going to do anything really. Uh huh. But yeah, that was, that was an extremely yeah. weird shoot to be on. That was really, really fun. I'm, I'm glad I remembered to bring that up because I remember I was watching it and I saw that. I need to ask him about that. <laughs> I, just, I love little behind the scenes stories like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of our music videos have been super fun. Everyone has always enjoyed themselves. It's very, very tedious. Um, a lot of our directors are just like, well, Forrest is a sweetheart. Um, Ed, who directed the Creature video and um, the Spit Like Fire music video, um, he's very, very controlling sometimes. But it's sure he's his end products are always good. So it's like we're comfortable with it. Yeah, um, he's a super interesting dude. So yeah. We're going to let them keep at it for sure. Mm-hmm. I love doing videos for stuff. It's a blast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just enjoy it. That should be like the, can we get a hashtag? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. And hashtag. Um, hashtag. Um, um yeah. Hashtag. Um, yeah. Pause of silence. <laughs> no, you're, you're the lucky thing about that is that I edit these. Oh, good. That's great. Um, so, so I can say people are going to be like, "What are they talking about?" This conversation has been <laughs> that's smooth what you should and do. flawless. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you should do: is make it make complete and total sense. Don't even make it about space fish or anything. Let's talk about like what I mentioned, like a teapot earlier, um, a circular table. Let's open up a antique shop. That's what I'm doing. 
Space Fish. Come to Space Fish. It's down on um, 43rd Street on Butler. Um, we sell teapots and circular tabletops. No bottoms. You got to go to my place to get the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, yeah, this is a business uh, opportunity that we fully took hand in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming over. Thanks, thanks so much for, for having talking. me, Brian. Be sure to uh, check out his tabletop shop. <laughs> I'll have links in the uh, description <laughs> for that. Yeah. All right. And we are done. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Nate's a great dude. Love the band. Spacefish. A blast. Check them out. Actually, definitely be sure to check out the links, especially to the music videos that they have. I'm going to put in the description. I know what goes into making a music video. I've made a few in my day. And they have put some time into making these fucking videos. They're awesome. The music's fun. Come to the show on Saturday. Again, if you missed the info for some reason, it's October 15th at Delaney's Coffee with the John Tremaine Show and Pop Thief. Thief. I can't. Pop Thief. I can't talk right now. I apologize. Pop Thief. Pop Thief. I just, I can't talk. I'm sure they're a great band. If anyone from Pop Thief, Thief is listening to this, I apologize, but I, I, I drink, I drink beers before I did this and I'm professional. Listen, I've done a hundred and one episodes of this podcast. I can be as drunk as I want now. Cause I don't, I don't, whatever. Nate, you're great. Your band is awesome. And <laughs> go to their fucking show. Check out the links below. My name is Sykes. I'll I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. I already did this. I'm doing this backwards. Fuck it. Start the beat. <laughs> 2016. Whoop. Woo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>